A new technology for the operating room, barcoded surgical sponges are helping us keep track of one crucial aspect of any surgical procedure, ensuring that all sponges are safely removed at the conclusion of the process. How can these digitized sponges improve outcomes in the operating room? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, Professor of Surgery at Chicago Medical School, and our guest today is Joe Quetch, Registered Nurse and Clinical Director of Surgical Services at Loyola University Medical Center in Maywood, Illinois. Loyola is one of the first institutions in the United States to implement bar-coated surgical sponges into their standard protocol. Welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me, Dr. Hill. Today we are discussing the utility of bar-coated surgical sponges. Joe, what is the problem with sponges being left in the abdomen during an operation? Well, obviously it has some very significant side effects for a patient that would leave the operating room with a retained sponge. For example, infection, pain, there's you know quite a wide variety of things that could, could be wrong with the patient. Is this something that is rare? I wouldn't classify it as rare, but it is you know unusual, and obviously this is not something that anyone wants to see happen to any patient. There's lots of different statistics out there, but I believe on average they say this occurs one time per 11,000 procedures. Well, is this something that can be prevented at all? Yeah, there are numerous steps that are in place in operating room through, you know, policies and procedures that I think reduce this from happening or occurring. Well, generally speaking, how do you keep this from happening? Historically, you know, nurses and surgeons in the OR are in charge of keeping track of sponges throughout the procedure. It's a manual count, and literally it's visually and verbally verifying sponges as you're um, adding them to the field and taking them off the field. So in other words, before the operation starts, do you count sponges? Yes. And then how many more times do you count them? You would be counting for throughout the procedure. Anytime sponges are added to the field, but then you would do a closing count anytime you're closing a cavity. So this could be done you know, throughout the procedure. It's not, generally it's three times. Now is this count done by one person or by two people? It's done by two people. That's the standard. Why is it done by two people? It's a double check, and then both people get to visually verify to reduce human errors. What do you do if the two people disagree? It's considered a mandatory. Here at Layla, we have a policy. You would have to take an x-ray. Now, is the surgeon involved at all in this counting process? Yes, they are. How's that? Well, they're made aware of, you know, what the count status is, and they hear what's going on. They may not be able to visualize the count, but they hear what's going on. And then at the, at the very end of the procedure, the nurse would give the surgeon the okay, the, the count is correct. Well, let's say that I'm the surgeon, and you tell me the count is incorrect, and I say, there's no way I have anything in the abdomen. What would happen in the operating room? That does happen sometimes, and I think as a nurse, you're a patient advocate, and you know you'd have to do the right thing. And I encourage my staff, if they're in a situation like that, that they would call radiology and they would initiate the X-ray. The patient wouldn't leave the OR till that would happen, and that's generally most people's policy. So, why at Loyola have you instituted 
a new system. Tell us this new barcoded surgical sponge system. It is much like a grocery store scanner, and the sponges each have their own two-dimensional data matrix bar, and a unique identifier, I guess, is the way to describe it. And as you're scanning each sponge, and there's no way that any two sponges can have the same ID. Now, when you say scan them in, what do you mean? Anytime a sponge is added to a procedure, the nurse would scan the sponge in. You have a little device, like on the grocery store, that, that scans them? Yeah, exactly. And then the sponge has the data matrix bar, and you would actually hold the sponge a certain distance from the scanner. Now, do you put the device in the sponge itself, or do the sponges come this way? The sponges come this way. And so why is this advantageous other than the traditional way of counting sponges? Well, it's really a double check. I mean, historically, you know, manual counting has been done for a long time. There's been very few changes to that practice and which is set by the Association of Operating Room Nurses. And doing the barcoding along with the manual counting really ensures or reduces the potential of having a retained sponge. It takes out the human error factor or reduces it. So if I understand it correctly, will we be using these barcoded surgical sponges in place of a count or in addition to a count? I think different hospitals may do it different ways, but currently the way we're practicing here at Loyola is that we're doing it in addition to. So we're doing both the manual count and the scanning. Is it cumbersome for the nurses? It was at first. I mean, there's definitely a learning curve, and it is an added measure that we have to do, but it's another added, I think, patient safety feature. That's how people are looking at it. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and with me today is Joe Quetch, Registered Nurse and Clinical Director of Surgical Services at Loyola University Medical Center in Maywood, Illinois. We're discussing the utility of barcoded surgical sponges. Joe, do these sponges feel and look different? No, they look the same as regular surgical sponges. The only thing different is unique identifier, or the barcoding. Now, as a surgeon, many times we will call the small sponges Ratex and the larger sponges laparotomy pads or Michelitz pads. Do you use these barcoded processes in both of these types of sponges? Yes. There are some smaller types of sponges that the company hasn't figured out a way to, to do that yet, but the, the main the majority of the sponges have these barcode. Well, one of the questions that would always come up is, does this significantly increase the price of these sponges to the hospital? Yeah, it does add to the bottom line. I mean, for us, our operating annual budget will increase by about 70000 which in the big scheme of things is not a lot, but it is more. And How big a problem is this? In other words, in your experience, have you ever been in a situation where the count was not correct? Yes. And what do you do in that situation? You follow your hospital policy and procedure, and generally, you know, an x-ray is taken. You know, you go from there. And you do everything you can to find that sponge. But I think the part that a lot of people have a hard time understanding is that in a lot of these cases, when you review a retained foreign body, there may not be an x-ray because the staff unknowingly had an incorrect count. So it's a totally different problem. Now, what do you mean by that? Sometimes, you know, during procedures, there's distractions and people make mistakes. And so something, a sponge may get counted twice or there's a miscount and the staff would unknowingly, uh, you know, if that made this error and then it looks like there's a correct count. Well, how do you possibly prevent that just in of itself? Well, I think that's the beauty of the surge account or the barcoded sponge counting that we're using is that it really helps eliminate some of the human error with that. 
because it, the scanner won't allow you to scan the same sponge in and out. It, it'll tell you, you know, what kind of sponge is missing. How does that scanner tell you that that sponge is missing or you've counted it twice? When you go to count out at the end of the case, it'll tell you whether or not you've reconciled your counts. It'll tell you, you know, count correct or one ray tech is missing or one laparotomy sponge is missing. Now, what about institutions that routinely get x-rays on every patient after they've had a major abdominal procedure? What are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, that's great. I mean, it's definitely an added expense. I think, I mean, really costly. But the problem with the x-ray, and I think most people, you know, I don't know if most people understand that, but sometimes there's issues with how the x-ray gets read, and that's not completely foolproof. And certainly with getting radiation, if you could avoid it. Right. How have the surgeons been towards the reception towards this new process? Really, it's been pretty well received. I mean, I had a few people that were a little adamant about it. I think more so because of the time aspect. In the beginning, it was uh, more time-consuming for the staff. But I think, you know, people have come along and understand why it's important. Now, what made you initiate this? had, you know, some quality issues and saw some patterns over the last couple years and thought, you know, I wonder if there's some new technology out there, because we were seeing the same kind of problem over and over with these cases when we would review them. Well, now, when you talk about patterns and you being uh, the clinical director of surgical services, what patterns are you referring to? Such things as, you know, staff, a lot of the distractions that I was talking about earlier, that staff make mistakes, you know, with counting because of distractions, and so they unknowingly have an incorrect count. Now, when you do these barcoded surgical sponge counts, do you do these separately from your hand counts, or do you do it in conjunction with your hand counts? It's in conjunction with. How do you exactly do that? Beginning of the case and the end of the case, you would still do your same manual count. That would be written on a piece of paper or a form. We have a form for that. And then, you know, right after you do your manual count, then you would do your barcoded count. Now, how long have you been actually using this process? We went live in December of 07, so it's been about five months. And it's going well. It's kind of hard to measure at this point. It hasn't been a whole year yet. So the program is new enough now that we're really just kind of at the very early stages as far as reporting. And so we haven't really had a lot of reporting off of it yet. Now, how do you report it in terms of chart documentation? All the information in the scanner for us does not go into the patient chart. It's downloaded into a department database. What we document in the record is that the count's correct or incorrect. And when you document the count is correct or incorrect, do you document whether this is a hand count or a electronic count? No, because our policy is, is that we would do both. So where in the chart is it ever acknowledged that you did both a hand count as well as an electronic count? It wouldn't be. It's our standard of practice to do both. You wouldn't see that documented. Okay, so this would be a policy that you would do at your institution. Right. It's our standard of care here. Now, is this for all operations, all surgeons, all specialties in the operating room? Yes. Have there been any nurses or physicians who have been reluctant to accept this new way of doing things? I've had some staff that have, you know, had a hard time with the technology piece. I think once people got in there and, you know, tried it, it wasn't as overwhelming as people thought. And I think a lot of that is that it was, we implemented this at the same time very close to a time when we implemented a new electronic medical record. So there was a lot going on in the department. Now, do you think that this will be taking the place of hand counting or will always be just an adjunct? You know, that's kind of hard to say. Maybe it will replace manual counting. I think it's kind of early to, to say that yet. So 
I am so used to being a surgeon in the operating room, the nurses will tell me that the counts are correct. Do you use the same words and just say the counts are correct and it's just done electronically as well as by hand? Yes. Have you had any surgeons ask you specifically to show you what they're doing and and how you do this? The scanner, when you scan things in and out, it'll tell you the count's correct. And I've heard, you know, some of the surgeons in their early stages, there was a lot of conversation about, well, I didn't hear it beep. You know, that the beep means that the sponge, you know, was acknowledged by the scanner. So I think, you know, that's been positive. I want to thank our guest, Joe Quetch. We have been discussing the utility of barcoded surgical sponges. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, now featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at ReachMD.com. And thank you for listening.